0: When people say, be patient, you know, one person can look at patience as one thing, the other can see it in a different light, and so on and so forth. But you go back to the Prophet, you go back to these prophets and messengers, and you see, okay, this is what patience looks like. This is how they didn't, you know, hold their emotions back, they cried they had tough times they expressed their emotions but they did it did it in a way that was controlled they never lost any of that so when you start that's one very important reason why we need those reminders why prophets and messengers are sent to us
1: As-salamu Welcome to our next episode of Qur'anic Transformation, continuing with our beloved Shaykh, Shaykh Musli Khan. And this one will continue from verse number 15 till the end of the surah. So let's begin with the recitation, Shaykh. JazakAllah khair. <laughs>
2: INNA ARSALNAA ILAYKUM RASOOLAN SHAHEEDAN ALAYKUM KAMA ARSALNAA ILA FIR'AUNA RASOOLA فَعْصَى فِرْعَوْنُ الرَّسُولَ فَأَخَذْنَاهُ أَخْذًا وَبِهِ لَا فَكَيْفَ تَتَّقُونَ إِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ يَوْمًا يَجْعَلُ الْوِلْدَانَ شِيبًا السَّمَاءُ مُنْفَطِرٌ بِهِ كَانَ وَعْدُهُ مَفْعُولًا إِنَّ هَذِهِ تذكرة فَمَنْ شَاءَ اتَّخَذَ إِلَى رَبَّهِ should we continue to the
1: end? Yes, please.
2: Okay. إِنَّ رَبَكَ يَعْلَمُ أَنَّكَ تَقُومُ أَدْنَى مِنْ ثُلُثِ اللَّيْلِ أَدْنَى مِنْ ثُلُثِ اللَّيْلِ وَنِصْفَهُ وَثُلُثَهُ وَطَائِفَةٌ مِنَ الَّذِينَ مَعَكَ وَاللَّهُ يُقَدِّرُ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ عَلِمَ أَلَن تُحْصُوهُ فَتَابَعَلَيْكُمْ ثَقَرَوْا مَا راو من القران عالم ان سيكون منكم مرضى واخرون يضربون في الارض يبتغون من فضل الله واخرون واخرون يقاتلون في سبيل الله فقراوا ما تيسر منه وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَآتُ الزَّكَاةَ وأقرض اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ هُوَ خَيْرًا وَأَعْظَمَ أَجْرًا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ Inna raheem.
1: Sa- Allah.
2: Yeah,
1: okay. So, yeah, so inshaAllah, it's beginning with uh, the concept of, I think Surahalla, we ended the last episode with talking about Faraon. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the notion of the messengers, right? I think connecting that to what you mentioned in the last episode about Allah giving you another day. That is definitely a sign of opportunity and His mercy, for that's another mm-hmm. opportunity for you. And I think yeah. I would probably see the, Allah sending the messengers as reminders, as guides, as teachers to implement that and, and you know be a role model. I think you also mentioned it in, in the previous episode about mm-hmm. how Rasulullah demonstrated that and went through all the pain and and, and, sub- mm-hmm. and patience for, for the religion and the deen to come to us and so on and so forth. So do you, do you want to add something on that notion of Allah sending down messengers uh, for us?
0: So the idea of having that is two things. Of course, it's for us to understand and interpret the message of Allah properly, but it's also to have a physical example in front of us so that we can see, we have the, ex- the perfect role model and see what this Quran is and how it looks like when it's brought to life. All of us need that. I mean, with every etiquette and mannerism that we need to have to be a good person, We always need a role model so we can see it come to life. When people say, be patient, you know, one person can look at patience as one thing, the other can see it in a different light, and so on and so forth. But you go back to the Prophet, (laughs) you go back to these Prophets and Messengers, and you see, okay, this is what patience looks like. This is how they didn't, you know, hold their emotions back, they cried, they had tough times, they expressed their emotions, but they did it did it in a way that was controlled, they never lost any of that. So when you start, th- that's one very important reason why we need those reminders, why prophets and messengers are sent to us. And Allah tells us in another surah, in Surah Al-Ra'ad, that the prophets and messengers, they were sent to us as an example of guidance. So their leadership is also important. So I always tell students that whenever you get lost in the deen, meaning that you know if you Get confused with all the different opinions, Mm. all all the different shuyukh and imams and masajid have their way of doing things. This is our constitution. You go back to the Qur'an and sunnah, that's how it's supposed to be. And when you come back here, then it will also guide you to all of these prophets and messengers as well. So that you don't feel like, okay, it's just me in 2023 that has this problem. It's only our message. No, you don't do that. You go back to these other stories and you realize, subhanAllah, a lot of what they went through is exactly what life is today. And so to take that benefit, to take those examples, I think is really critical. And it really highlights just how important it is for us to have these prophets and messengers and use them as our uh, example. Beautiful.
1: (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the oh, next yeah. course is then talk about the day of judgment. And uh, mm-hmm. to me, the way I, I usually like to at least remind myself, and I would like, love to hear your take, is that right now at our work, we are going through that annual review cycle, right? What did you do in the last year for the company? How did you use your time? What what impact did you create? What have you? And I think mm-hmm. just from that notion, right? So obviously, you start getting those emails a month ago and what have you, and then you're preparing that. Okay, I have to be accountable for that or it's that time of the year. And, you know, each day we are waking up and we have different concerns and different things that we are thinking about and very occasionally and most of the time we forget about that big huge day when we are meeting Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and actually being given our final results. So when these verses of the Day of Judgment comes in to think about what am I preparing for that and also like to, to have that sort of mind shift of thinking about that time as opposed to what I'm worried about today and tomorrow and what have you. How do you view or suggest you know uh, people to take the reminder benefit with the verses of Akhirah and the Day of Judgment when they come across it in the Quran?
0: You know really brother Zubair, everything that you've mentioned, right? Uh, what have I done to prepare for it? Just like the famous incident incident mm-hmm. of a man coming to the Prophet, you know, wanting to know when. Prophet ﷺ responds and said, what have you done for it? What have you prepared? So the first priority is constantly working to live a good life so that when that time comes and we're being judged, at least that would be a smooth process inshallah ta'ala. Also, I, I tell this to a lot of people who ask, why do we even need a day of judgment? Like, why do we have to put ourselves through that? And I say to them, look, think of all the evil dictators and leaders that have come and passed on. All of the bloodshed that they've caused you know many of these leaders in their countries and hometowns they would have killed and murdered millions upon millions of innocent people would you say that it is justice if that one leader passes away you say now I've got justice for all these 10 million people that were killed by their hands no that's why you need the day of judgment because it's a day of justice as well it's a day where we can also you know, you know, we think about ourselves a lot on it, about the day of judgment, which is important. That's the priority. But don't lose sight as well that there is an element of justice that Allah will also execute on that day. Those who thought that they would get away from the wrong or the crimes they've done, they are going to be confronted and they are going to be judged. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deal with them accordingly. So it's a combination of all of these things. That's what I think about. I also think about that... Uh, To stand in front of Allah you know is is incredibly powerful I don't know if I call it a reflection, but it's an incredible powerful thought. Just thinking about you're going to be there all by yourself. Can't talk to nobody, it's just you and the judge. And every single word and action you've done is brought to you. And then you have all of mankind watching you go through this. You know, you don't want to be a hypocrite. You don't want to live, you know, a double standard life. You want to just be fair and you want to be honest as much as possible. So you avoid the tense, that tense moment. But you also avoid the public embarrassment and humiliation that someone might face in front of all of mankind. So I tell students that when you put all of this together, just remember, I call them mini rehearsals of the Day of Judgment that we have in this world. Like Jum'ah. The essence and the core of the is like a mini rehearsal of the Day of Judgment. The entire Ummah comes together and does the same thing. Mm-hmm. We just experienced it in Ramadan. This is another rehearsal. Hajj is probably the biggest rehearsal we have on this planet that prepares us for that day. So don't take these things for granted. Don't take them as just like rituals that we have to perform and walk away. No, the deeper wisdom behind it is so that you continue to reflect on that day by striving to do your best now, inshaAllah. May Allah make it easy for all of us.
1: I mean Jazakallah akhira. So inshallah jumping on the last one I think there's a lot of different mm-hmm. themes of one thing that jumps out to me in, uh, in how the surah ends is the notion mm-hmm. of at the end of the day I mean I know some people sometimes we think oh Islam expects a lot of me right but if we if we really look at it and I think that this is a great example of that is uh, you know the amount of expectation that we have when you have a full-time job right they expect you to give at least 40 hours of your week if not more, mm-hmm. right? Um, amount of expectation a university have for you to get a bachelor's or a master's degree compared to you know the basics that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala you know as we see here that you know this even the what we talked about in the beginning of that uh, the surah about Kiamul late and it's it's an optional thing if you don't if you don't pray it you're not really mm-hmm. sinful or accountable for it and uh, as as it says here right that do what you can and at the end of the day if you if you establish your salah you give your zakah mm-hmm. right and you do your siyam and what have you in the basics right it. It's a very small part of your life that is expected for you to maintain and be principled about and to get to Jannah, right? So mm-hmm. in, in that sense, would you agree that Islam is not too difficult?
0: There's nothing difficult about Islam, mm-hmm. period. I mean, Allah Himself tells us that in Surah Al-Hajj, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And never put for you in this deen any kind of pain and hardship. So why, is there, why do people feel that and experience that? Uh, the ulama give us a number of reasons but some of them is the lack of consistency or Mm -hmm. even commitment right you know some people really go full turbo speed in ramadan or on juma day or special occasions and then that sort of dies out until another moment comes again and they kind of wait for those moments to spark or ignite something in them you can't you can't depend on that right allah loves things that are consistent so consistency is what links us to when Allah says, do what you can. It's, a, it's Allah's way of saying to us, do what you can, that you can handle consistently and you can maintain. That's the starting point that I want you to be at. So that's why this ending of the surah, you have that Allah tells us to read the Quran and, and then the next part of the verse, read whatever is easy for you. So it's not like, okay, read the Quran, find the easiest surahs and at least start there. Like it just cannot go any simpler. And then the last thing you mentioned, of course, yeah, the, the compulsory acts, the salah, the far, uh, the zakat, and so on. You know, we all know the hadith of our Prophet Wasallam that the, the ibadat or worship that is most beloved to Allah are the compulsory right. acts of worship. The ulama, they say that the reason why is if you master and perfect and you have consistently in your life all of the compulsory thing Allah wants, the doors of doing extra... And the doors of doing more are automatically open for you so everything that we need to maintain that balance and consistency is all found at the end of the surah as a matter of fact you know brother zubay i wrote an entire two-day course just on this last a. like that's how important and comprehensive it is like literally for two days only this one a it has everything that you need to maintain and develop that consistency
1: And I think the other thing I picked up on is that, you know, the mindset, right? Even when you're seeking wealth, right? Or education, Uh research, uh, success, or even dawah, right? Uh, The mindset it gives you about, um, where did it go? Uh uh, yep, yeah, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So you are striving, you are making that effort, and that could be your business or your job or your careers or education, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the mindset is that you are seeking the follow, the bounty, and the success from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and not the perspective of that, okay, I'm so strong, I'm so disciplined, I'm so smart, and I'm going to make it happen. You're putting in your best effort, but at the same time, you have that connection and that hope for seeking yeah. that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that becomes your worship. So even though you are Seeking something good yeah. for your life, and it becomes your worship. Um, and uh, I think last two things that we can potentially uh, wrap up with one is the notion of uh, you know uh, the ajr, the reward from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is greater and better, right? So you may have these efforts, whatever area you may not succeed, right? You may you may you may advise someone, give da'wah, someone may not listen to you. You may put in an effort, your business may not be successful, but effort does not go to waste. And you will always be rewarded by Allah. And as you said that this whole thing wraps up on the day of judgment because you may not be given yeah. fully reward. And then the last one being the istighfar, which you you know, highlighted in the last episode about mm-hmm. taking that day in and day out and sincerely seeking forgiveness. So if, yep. if you were to wrap up with any of the comments on any of these themes of istighfar or the ajr from Allah, or, you know, uh, the mindset of working for this dunya, but having that connection and seeking the bounty of Allah.
0: Yeah. You know, this ending of this surah reminds me of فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَي- uh, وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ Right? Anybody who performs even an atom's weight of good deeds, they will see it. So rest assured, with humans, with each other, uh, much of our efforts, the things that people don't see, they go to waste. right? That's why conversation will come up like, You don't know how hard I worked last night. You don't know how many hours I stayed up. You don't know what I had to go through to achieve this. We don't need to say that to Allah. Because it's all been documented and recorded. And what does Allah say? Like anything that you do for yourself that's good, you're, you'll find it with Allah. Allah is the best at doing this, and he is also the most generous and most profound when it comes to uh, blessing and giving all the rewards, everything that we deserve from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then Allah says, it's beautiful the way the surah concludes, by the way. Yeah. Allah concludes with this In other words, if everything in this surah, uh, excuse me, in this ayah, you struggled with, struggled with your Qur'an, you had some good days with Fajr, some days you missed it, some days the Salah is on time, some days you rushed it, so on and so forth. So everything that's been mentioned so far in this uh, ayah, it kind of fluctuates. You have good days, bad days. So Allah says, don't lose istighfar. Just, ask me, just keep asking me for forgiveness. Because you'll make mistakes you probably won't realize. You'll do it unconsciously. You, won't, you wouldn't understand what you've done or not done. So the istighfar mentioned here at the end is just out of Allah's mercy I always got your back. Like I'm always here for you. Right? I see what you don't. I know what you don't. And I understand what you don't. But trust me, keep seeking my forgiveness. And I promise that all the blessings that are mentioned in this ayah, you will have them. That's what I would leave everyone with, inshallah.
1: And may Allah bless you, Shaykh. I think I've practically found this to be the most important thing I'm sure you have as well. And it seems mm-hmm. to me like, you know, Shaykh is capitalizing on it. Like a lot of people that, you know, I work with, I'm sure you've seen that as well. Is mm-hmm. this notion of that, oh, I miss my Fajr, right? And people have this notion of being perfect. And if you miss, have yeah. a bad day or if you miss something and then they're like, I can't do it yeah. because I'm not good enough. And they just like totally give up, right? Yeah. And if, you, if yeah. you go with this mindset that, no, I won't be perfect. It is okay. It is accepted. But how am I going to respond to the situation is like rebound back with the stagfar and keep going. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You. I know we went over time. Yeah. I know we came comm- and we okay. stayed with it very generously. May Allah bless you. Barakallahu al And same to you. To see you all. In the next one,
0: Wassalamualaikum warahmatullahi
1: wabarakatuh.